This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Marina Bramovic, yeah, she is the tits, as they say. I, am I saying words that are illegal on this podcast? I don't so know sorry. that we say that anymore, okay. but like, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, you know, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, listeners, future callers, and cooking enthusiasts. This is Dinner SOS, the show where we help you save dinner or whatever you're cooking. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Today's show is, I can honestly say, unlike anything we've ever done here on Dinner SOS, we're going after our caller's culinary white whale. Okay, I'm with Jesse Shevchuk in the test kitchen. It's a gloomy, miserable day. We're about to talk to Maria Bamford. I think the the words that are ringing in our ears are farm cake. Farm cake, yes. Farm cake. Anybody who's heard Maria's voicemail kind of explaining what her dinner SOS is probably, like us, has more questions than answers. Hello. My, this is Maria Bedford and my husband's got Marble Cassidy. Hello. And we're here to tell you about farm cake. Farm cake was originally thought of as veggie pot cake, where I tried to make vegetable pancakes in a series of pots. All burned. Then I thought, what I'd like to have is like a big blueberry muffin, but filled with vegetables and like corn, but then also carrots and maybe an egg and a piece of cheese and a piece of, like, iron. Anyways, we want all the elements of a farm, but it's muffin consistency. So we got the muffin top, that element, and then we got the moist center. But not eggy. Not eggy. I don't want a quiche. Lots of love. Ray Bamford (laughs) and Scott Marble Cassidy. Maybe it was a context thing. Maybe we just misunderstood. I think we just have to go in there and and figure it out. Yeah, I think we need some more details. All right, sounds good. I'll see you in the studio. Perfect. I am not the great... I was actually on the Food Network's Celebrity Worst Cooks. Oh, I saw that. Yes. But are you really that bad? Well, I mean... I think it's a lack of willingness to follow directions. There's a real semi-rebellion going on. My dad had it, too. Like, he kind of taught us how to, you know, go, well, what if you just put raisins in at this point? (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) Maria Bamford is a comedian and author. Her comedy is weird and silly and deeply, deeply personal. And she is hilarious. In all likelihood, she's probably your favorite stand-up comedian's favorite stand-up comedian. And she just released a book featuring some pretty inventive recipes. 
My book is Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, and this is a mental illness memoir of someone who's trying to belong anywhere. And one of the recipes is called The Artist's Way, and that's when you take three things, almost a rule of three in a lot of creative efforts, and from your fridge, you set the oven to the highest temperature. You put those three things, you know, in in the oven, and then uh, you just forget about it. Are they culinary objects or not necessarily? Yes, yes. Like, I put an apple, I put a a cube of tofu, and I put a date. And then uh, I believe I came back in about 45 minutes and just saw what happened. And it was a it was an exploration and a journey. And I think, um, let me see, another one of my recipes is a scoop of peanut butter. Uh, you take your favorite peanut butter. Mine is Skippy Super Chunk. It's refrigerated. I don't like it room temperature. Wow. Yeah, no, I like it chilled. I like it on a fork. You can also raw dog it with a hand if you're depressed. <laughs> but... Uh, and then eat it off the tines of a fork with some chilled sweet. I'm going to say Diet Coke. Whatever's, it, you know, if you need a mojito or some sort of situation like that. There's also Find It. This is a recipe you can do if you have uh, dogs. You take a piece of cheese and you break it up into little pieces. And you throw the cheese up in the air and you yell, uh, Find It! And then... <laughs> Everybody scrambles, and because one of your dogs, I hope, is deaf and blind, they cannot find it. So you take a piece of cheese off the floor, and you put it directly into your dog's mouth. And then you you can even feed yourself some of that cheese, because guess what? You can also find it. These are all about success. But of course, we aren't here to help Maria's dog find a piece of cheese. We are here to get to the bottom of farm cake and why Maria feels she's never quite achieved her dream. What makes me uh, the worst cook is sort of like not learning from my mistakes Mm. over and over again. I tend to like to cook things until they're all brown. Which is not the worst impulse. I feel like brown, you know, it's like synonymous with like a certain level of doneness, you know, visual intrigue. When you've made everything brown, you Mm. know, the the colorful vegetables. I was really trying to help you out there. I know, I know. And I know I'm I'm sinking the ship because I want to be honest. I want to be honest. I love that. (laughs) What does it look like for you, like when you're reading a recipe and is it like— who are you to tell me what to do with this chicken? Like, you're not here. Like, you don't understand what I've been dealing with today. Well, what happens? I see the list of ingredients. Usually there's something I don't have. So let's say it's fresh oregano. And then I just go, what is the point? There's a hopelessness (laughs) that enters my body. And I want to say, I'm I am medicated for uh, all sorts of mood disorders, so uh, that has been sort of dealt with, but it's still there, Mm. this sense of defeat from Mm -hmm. the beginning. And then that colors the whole experience where I go, does it really matter if I put it in the oven for, you know, to braise it? And what is braising? Do I understand what it is I'm doing I don't. If I have to look up a vocabulary word halfway through a recipe, I also feel lost at sea. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back to the oregano, Mm. right? And the feeling of, like, 
failure being baked into the process from the beginning because right. something always goes sideways. Right. But I think the the main thing that makes us professionals, if I can even describe us as that, and I'm curious for your thoughts on this, Jesse, is like we know that the presence or non-presence of oregano in the dish in our lives is it's not inconsequential, but like we can work around it. Okay. You you pivot. And I don't like how many fresh herbs do you think I have in my house at any one time? None. Like basically yeah. none. I, I'm not equipped in my life Same. to be able to care for already effectively dead herbs and preserve them in any kind of state that will give them culinary value. I can't handle it. Chives get slimy within two days. Yes. And they're expensive. Right. Basil, it goes brown and horrible in a second. Or if it's in the summer, I'll put a little plastic bag over it, keep it out on the counter in water, treat it almost like a bouquet of flowers, and oh. that's when it'll last. That's the game changer. But I, can I handle doing that nine months of the year? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real person, yes. you know? So anytime a recipe calls for a fresh herb, I'm almost always like— the, even if I had fresh oregano to put in a dish, that would be the thing before all the other things that my kids would identify as an inflection point to dig in and make the reason not to eat the thing itself. Right, right. So it's a zero-sum game. Buy the herb and then use it at your own peril or don't buy the herb and just learn to do something else and just learn to see the infinite complexity of all the myriad outcomes. Right. We're going to take a short break. When we return, Maria takes us on the tractor ride of our lives. Hey, listeners, Chris Morocco here. If you find yourself in a dinner crisis, the Epicurious app comes to the rescue. Not only will you unlock over 50,000 recipes from Bon Appetit and Epicurious, but you'll also receive daily personalized recommendations based on your unique preferences and dietary needs. Head to the Apple App Store and download the Epicurious app to kickstart your seven-day free trial today. Don't miss out on this culinary adventure. Start your free trial and let the Epicurious app be your kitchen hero. Happy cooking. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dinner SOS and Maria Bamford's Culinary Dream. Farm cake, it's a vision, it's something like a savory cake filled with vegetables, not a quiche, okay? Now, I tried to recreate it as a veggie pot cake. I made several attempts at this at home. It was also on Worst Cook Celebrity Edition. I tried to do it on that show. What it is, it's sort of like a Bisquick pancake mix, you know, but upscale, upscale. Then 
all the vegetables, maybe with cheese, maybe a little bit of an egg, like a whole egg, not just like little chunks of hard-boiled egg or something. And maybe even, and this, of course, is in the final uh, display of the thing, a rustic element, an iron, a piece of iron. Oh, that's where the iron comes, comes in. <laughs> like, I, in certain, you know, pitchfork, something. But I tried to make this in a pot on the stove, hoping that there would be a rising. And then, and then, of course, that did not happen. What happens is that it burns, and that's not how cakes work. I know what I'm doing is wrong, but there's this, this real belief. And I think that's the problem with any religion or faith <laughs> is when things don't make sense to you, and yet you still somehow have that core thing of, I know it's it true. <laughs> It's Jesse and I got together and we were like, a farm cake? What do you what does what does farm cake mean to you, Jesse? And and we were talking about mm. how, you know, people do put fruits and even vegetables in cakes all the time. Sure. Our like, coworker always blends up raw vegetables and ends up making some batter with them. Yeah, and I want to see I want to see the veg. I want to see You want to see the veg. I want to have, you know, a, a little broccoli flour in that, mm. a, a cauliflower flour, and that's what makes it very difficult cuz I understand that you have to cook those separately, then mix them in the thing without overcooking it. Okay, here's my question. Yes. You know, like and I <laughs> I know this is a big question, but like how can we help you? Cuz like farm cake is a dream that I fear, you know, may stay out of reach the way it's like concepted, you know, in all its intricate beauty and constituent parts. It's a myth. But maybe it's like it's the myth that sort of drives us onward, right? you know, and maybe the interstitial kind of moments that we can find, like sort of working our way towards farm cake is incorporating, you know, vegetables into baked goods, is getting just comfortable doing any kind of recipe where you relax into the experience and realize that, like, you know, the oregano doesn't determine the ultimate outcome. Because the main thing that, like, I would love for you to come away from this conversation with is the sense that, like, you actually do have all the tools you need to make yourself delicious food. Okay. Is that a big ask? Well, gosh. Oh, my goodness. We can walk that back if we yeah, need to. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I love it. And so all of a sudden I realized, wow, I didn't realize how I was going to have a an awakening. Um, we try. I guess I really love the idea of, and this is something I try to do with comedy, is embracing the bomb. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. embrace that. It's okay to be the kind of cook that I am. Like, I, I hear the things that I have been able to make in the past. I can make steak because it's like five different steps. You salt and pepper it, oil, make it room temperature. Then you put the thing up for 450 degrees or 500. And then you put it in the pan five minutes, five minutes. Then you broil it for, you know, five minutes or maybe 10 minutes. And then it's done. With that butter. That seems very a, advanced. No, no I, thank you. Tell, tell, tell Maria why that's advanced. I mean, that's the kind of recipe that I would be anxious making because, like, the margins for error are so fine. Oh. Like, steak is high stakes. Like, Expensive. Whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, no, no. Um, I, 
it, that's the first thing that scares me. Really? Yes. Oh, well. In, oh. in a professional environment, like the person doing like all the meat cookery is, is, the, best. is the best person in the entire kitchen. Oh, no. That's hilarious. 100% <laughs> meat roast station. That's like the ice man. Okay. Or lady. Ice lady. Ice lady. Okay. Well, I guess I'm the ice Tem- lady. You tempering the meat, letting yeah. it come to room temperature yes. so you don't have a horrible differential between the very cold thermal center of the steak and then the outside of the steak so that it cooks through more evenly. Yeah. You know, knowing how important seasoning is. A two-step cooking process, an initial sear on the stovetop and then an oven finish. This is not like amateur hour. No, no here. You, you think, well, turns out it's on the internet. And, yeah, uh, but— I- Thank you. Yeah, come on. Give yourself some credit. And then what else have I been doing? My mom also was very good at salads. Mm. So mixed greens, oil and vinegar, sea salt, vegetables, and a soft cheese, kind of a Mm. soft cheese and a nut. Are those the things you also like to eat? Or are there things that you like to eat or you enjoy eating out in the world, but like, you know, you just haven't thought to cook yourself? Okay, there was a Caesar salad I had once in uh, Adelaide, Australia, that was so wonderful. I was also I was dating a clown at the time. Have, has anybody been there? Um, and uh, things were not going well, so I was taking myself out for a delicious hotel lunch. It had romaine lettuce, and then it had the shaved things of Parmesan cheese that were kind of larger mm-hmm. chunks, but shaved. And then uh soft-boiled egg, like a beautiful soft-boiled egg on top, and um, toasts that kind of crack. And it just, then you mix it, oh, and it was like, it was a warm salad, which I'm down for, it turns out. Like, not everybody's into a warm salad, uh, but I'm in. Yeah. It's almost like the farm salad of salads. It is. I I do like a, a vegetable situation. Yeah. Because then I, I also feel good after that meal. Um, I also love a hot fudge sundae. I definitely am a comedian, so I do eat from truck stops a lot. I do not have a fine palate. I frankly adore a gas station tuna fish sandwich uh, with the tuna nougat. Like a, I, nougat. nougat. <laughs> it is not tuna. It is not tuna. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There are so many preservatives, uh, but it's clearly man-made. It's a man-made yeah. a fish a subject. It's a fish subject. <laughs> I'm curious, like, where do you think we go from here? Do you want to bake something with vegetables in it? Do you want to make yourself a hot fudge sundae? I want to bake something with vegetables in it. That is definitely what I want to do. Top of the list. Because I think that'll last for a week. Susie salad is only a one-day experience. You know, like you don't want that always the second day. Here's the part where it's like I have to be, you know, I have to like reality check why so many of like other people's versions of farm cake involve vegetables that have been, if not fully pureed, then shredded. Part of what seems like kind of core to your dream, you know, your platonic ideal farm cake, is this notion of encountering these like vegetable moments. Right. These discrete, discernible moments of veg. A seasoned cauliflower floret, maybe even with a little curry in it. Wow. In, in the midst so of the muffin? Specific. Suspended within cake. Suspended Do- within a savory cake. That's- 
you... actually not the craziest idea. No. What would be a muffin recipe that, like, Maria could go home, do a little— I don't even know that you have to pre-roast it. It might just steam in there. Maybe you need to steam it for a couple minutes just to take, to take a little bit out. of the raw out of it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? Yes, yes. You but, could even, like, microwave your— until they're, like, half-cooked if you're trying to, like, really quickly get this yes. in the oven. Yeah. Which get is them I'm, started, kind of. I'm always trying to quickly. What yeah. if What if the construction was, like, it's, like, we need to arrive at, like, some kind of savory, sweet muffin matrix, right? You're kind of pre-cooking your cauliflower just ever so slightly, right? And then you're half-filling your muffin liners. Right, okay. And then you're plunking in one upright cauliflower floret <gasps> into the center of each mm-hmm. muffin. And then you're putting the rest of the batter on top, and then you're baking as directed. That sounds very interesting. Now, can I pop anything else in there, like a, like a, like a little chunk of cheese? Yes. Sure. Yes. Or che- yeah. cheese up top with some grated carrots? Maybe yes. cheese on top Maybe be cheese more successful. on top. You, you might be able to get away with a little bit of cheese in there. You may, yeah. I mean, you could even probably throw a raisin. Oh. Is, is the, <laughs> maybe even a pea? Is the batter like cornbread esque? It could be, but I also don't want to say, oh, it has to be radical farm cake. Like it ha it, oh, it's just a corn muffin. Well, it ha- I want to see the corn. Is I want to see the corn. Mm. Can you think of like a corn muffin, like within like BA or Epi, that we could use as a starting point and we could just write in? sort of a results-not-guaranteed set of blueprints for Maria to follow to augment it. And we we get some corn in there. It's a corn muffin base, some corn, corn. some cheese. Cheese. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Like, so when you cut into the yeah. muffin, yeah. when you bisect yeah, it, you see, you see that. the cauliflower. You see that it. cauliflower, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm oh at a gosh. farm. Yep. I think this is very doable. I think this is okay. highly doable. Okay, great. And what's weird— I could to- serve it with an egg. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need to like keep the egg part of it to the side okay, and content totally. ourselves with the fact that there's egg in the corn muffin. Totes. I think that's great. You know, because sometimes I I don't want to be unreasonable. I don't want to be you know somebody living in a fantasy world. You know, because that's part of dreams coming true is that allowing them uh, to be a little bit different than what you visualized. What I think is fascinating about this conversation is, do you know what I went into it thinking? I was thinking, I need to draw Maria towards us. I need to get her to see the beauty of, I have like a bunch of different examples here, of like a muffin that's got banana and quinoa pieces in it, or like a carrot sheet cake that has whole blended carrot in it. But instead what's happened is like you've almost drawn us towards you. You've made us stakeholders in the farm cake vision. And I don't know how you did it. Maybe it's the sweater. Maybe it's the glasses. Like, it's like we're over on the other side of the table with you now making some version of farm cake a reality. I'm so glad. Well, I think, you know, when someone does have a strong—that's a compliment to you and your willingness to to listen. Because that can be painful when you go, oh, we've already got an idea that's already working for hundreds of years. And then to listen to— the minority opinion and take into account that that thought process is valid as well. So kudos to you. Thank you. It's not 
dissimilar to how we kind of work with each other as food editors, because oftentimes I have to like convince Chris of an idea and then he adds something, I add something, it becomes something else. So in front of me, I have immediately the first on Bonab's extra corny cornbread muffins description (gasps) made with cornmeal and studded with fresh corn. Oh, that sounds nice. That's all, and that's very farmy. They look yeah. lofty. I think this might be the one to do it. I think the working title of this recipe is going to have to be something in the vein of, like, results not guaranteed farm cake muffins, you know? Of course. Of um, course. Like, this is going to be an adventure. But I but I think in terms of, like, a place to jump in, mm-hmm. if I were to do this, like, this is what I would do. So, like, I mean, just so you know, within the, within the like, the relative norms of this show, we're, like, way off in left field. You know, really? we're, like, we're in the back 40 oh of, my gosh, of, okay. of the farm. <laughs> we're not in, like, the cute part of the farm. Right, right. We're, like, in the back with no. the, like— This is proof of concept. You know what? <laughs> That's well, what and I this say is when also, it comes bad food. I <laughs> used to live on a hippie cooperatives. Mm. So this is this is what Bruce is working on. He's half the time is working on his hats for the loom for the co-op. <laughs> he's selling those for 15 bucks a piece, and half the time he's making farm cakes. Bruce is definitely knitting most of his own clothing, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's been kind of depressed, but he's hoping these new hats will really sell. Yeah. They're going to move. That is the power of belief, folks. We left the studio and Jesse headed to the test kitchen to get to work adapting the extra corny corn muffins into farm cake. After the break, we find out what happened down on the farm. Did you know that kids eat 1,095 meals every year each? Not even counting snacks. Honestly, being responsible for all those meals kind of sucks sometimes. But we've found a resource that actually helps and is funny too. Didn't I Just Feed You is a weekly podcast about feeding families hosted by two longtime food professionals, Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn. These ladies are not afraid to be candid and get real because as working moms, they know how hard it is to feed a family night after night. They joined me on an episode of Dinner SOS, but their show covers this topic week after week. From how to turn nachos into a legit family dinner to the magic of meatballs, solving the after-school snack problem to the mental load of being the family cook, they talk about it all, offering shortcuts, pro tips, techniques, and recipes along the way. Find Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. New episodes publish every Monday. You can also find Stacey and Megan on Instagram as at Didn't I Just Feed You. And we're back with Dinner SOS and I am here in the studio with Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hello. So we sort of broke from our meeting with Maria. She did some kind of weird L.A. Jedi mind trick on us, right? Like, I feel like we went in there with a plan. We were going to get her to bake just like a simple cake Mm. or other kind of baked good Mm. that somehow involved a vegetable. Mm -hmm. But she schnookered us. She lured her into the tangled web of her mind. And we ended up doing something quite different, didn't we? Well, we kind of developed a recipe just for her. We've literally never done that before. 
It's it's like kind of is is the bold word here. We kind of developed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and what it like what what was our starting point? It bring, was, bring people in. Tell them like what the process was. I'm not saying like we're sure. like swearing by the process, like results were never guaranteed on this one. Sure. But but tell people what the process was. Well, we used an existing thoroughly tested developed recipe by Molly Baz, her extra corny cornbread muffins. So we had a very solid starting point. And from there, we just threw things in that she requested. So curry powder, the cauliflower, we have some peas in there. We even tested with some like soft-boiled eggs in there because she mentioned that. And we did have a cross-tester in the test kitchen try these out and try different iterations. And tell, tell people what happened with the egg. The egg, um, it was cool. It was very cool, but they are quite large. So even when you're using like a jumbo muffin pan, which was a request from her, it takes up so much real estate that the muffin almost can't like fully expand in the way that it's supposed to, like on top and on bottom. It's so heavy, it weighs down the batter. But it was cool. It it worked to a certain extent. Yeah, there was this kind of band of slightly undercooked batter around the egg. Yeah, it was like kind of gummy around it. A little it. gummy. Yeah. It, it it retained its nice cook, though. It was runny. It wasn't a complete fail. No, no, no. And, like, and the cauliflower— Cauliflower was much more successful. Big time. Yes. There was nothing wrong with that. No, it was just a big, very dramatic piece of cauliflower inside of a muffin, which is, is what we were after. Totally. Yeah. Like, it fulfilled the brief beautifully. Yes. And, and talk about the other additions to the muffin. Uh, curry powder, cheese, and frozen peas. Exactly. So, like, we didn't take—there is, like, you know, a modicum of white sugar in this muffin, which we did not try to take out because ultimately it's contributing to the moisture and some of the structure of the muffin. And plus, like, it's not wrong for it to be have, like, a little bit of sweetness in it. But we really dialed up the savory aspect of that muffin and just used the muffin as this kind of framework to, to build a, a farm cake, if yeah. you will, off of. Like yeah. The chemistry was there. And, and to back up still further— Okay, like we've had other opportunities to develop original recipes for Dinner SOS, and we just have not done that. Mm. But we did it for Maria. She really, I mean, it felt like A, like an art project in a way, which was exciting to me. Mm -hmm. And then B, it felt like we were like giving, this isn't a recipe, this is like giving her confidence almost. Or at least I hoped kind of. I want to believe so. I, I don't know, like her fixation with the oregano made me sad. The fact that, like, once, like, I read this thing, it was, like, uh, a modern love, and it was, like, all about how we're all, like, prisoners of our own lives, but not in a sad way, like, in a happy way. Like, the choices mm-hmm. that we make kind of, like, enmesh us, right, in in the fabric of our lives. And, and he was talking about, like, how his kid and he, like, kind of had, like, a big fight about beats. It's, like, nobody needs to cry over friggin' beets, and nobody needs to cry over oregano. Mm. You've Always got marjoram. There's always going to be another borderline woody, super volatile mm. herb. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to make this for her. I yeah. Jesse, I could tell Jesse wanted to make this happen. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like a connection. Like, I have to do this. I know. Um, okay. So, farm cake happened. You know, the results were always going to be a little squiffy. But um, I hear that we have some audio of Maria embarking on her bake. Can we play that? Hey, it's Murray Banford. I'm here making farm cake. I've decided, uh, which may not be a good idea, to add some things. Some of the cauliflower that I bought didn't, it wasn't making the cut. So I got broccoli. And then I also want to add 
just some beef frankfurters just in case. And I'm going to try um, soft boiling an egg inside. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll lose my abilities. Or not my willingness, not my abilities. Here's hoping. Maria took it and she like she drove the farm cake right off the cliff. I'm like half sad, but then half also like, you know what an artist is gonna art? You seem charmed. Yeah, no, you I'm seem like, delighted. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like she's committed to this bit and I'm just I kinda wanna see where it goes. It, we were never in control. We yeah. believed that by getting out in front of like the farm cake narrative and giving her a recipe and giving her instructions that we were like somehow regaining control of the situation. And in fact, we control nothing. Yeah, this is like the mind of an artist at work. And I'm like, I kind of appreciate it, you know? Are there visuals of the outcome here? Okay, would love to see those. I'm so scared. What's the color? Huh. It looks like almost like mold. You mean on top? Yeah. Are they blueberries? That's a blueberry. Is it? It's so blue, though. I think it's a blueberry, man. Honestly, I will say that the muffin, the doming looks pretty good. The doming doesn't look good. half bad. The light sort of striations across like the, the surface, like the rise she got on these is not wrong. No, it's, they look good. They kind of fell apart, but you know what I think she did? Did she not use like a muffin liner? I think she 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 put the batter directly in the pan, and the issue was in the unmolding because the bake actually looks pretty solid. The yeah, color top and bottom is nice. Yeah, the interior crumb is there. You can yeah. be, oh, it, I think she put did she put like a mixture of broccoli and blueberry? So like that's a broccoli floret. Yes, but then elsewhere, like isn't that a blueberry? I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, she did, like, side-by-side blueberry and broccoli floret. And sometimes there's that issue where, like, blueberries want to sink into a batter. But honestly, God, I hate to say it. If she had just put a friggin' muffin tin liner in these things— They don't look bad. She would have been fine. Like, structurally, they look— Successful. Yep. They have nice cracking. They're even kind of shiny on top. Yep. A little sheen must be said. Yeah, I think, you know, we we did our job. Yeah. And the art is out of our hands at this point. It sure is. Yeah. So she made farm cake. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It happened. Farm cake. Whether happened. we wanted it to or didn't. And I'm I'm happy for her. Yeah, I'm happy too. I feel like I respect whatever happened to us. Yeah. Whatever she did to us, I was entertained. Totally. And I hope. She enjoyed the recipe. This is so fun. Oh, my God. I just, like, this is all I ever want to do. Look, our goal is always to get people cooking more and more confidently. And if we helped Maria get even a tick more courage in the kitchen, then we've succeeded. As for farm cake... Maybe broccoli and cauliflower isn't good in cornbread. I think I I liked it better when it was in my imagination. And that's what fantasy is for. Thank you so much for letting me be on the show. And thank you for Farm Cake. It was very good. It just, you know. If you have a dinner emergency on your hands, write to us at dinnersos at bonappetit.com. Or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212-286-7071. 
And I don't know about you, but we're already getting ready for holiday cookie baking. So if you have questions about cookies, send them our way. You can find the extra corny corn muffin recipe on which we based Maria's farm cake on the Epicurious app, brought to you by Condé Nast. Just search Epicurious in the App Store and download today. And we've also included a framework for how to make Maria Bamford's farm cake at home, which we'll link to in the show notes. Results not guaranteed. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to Dinner SOS. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Jesse Shefchek. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Story editing is by our executive producer, Jordan Bell. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Cameron Foose is our assistant producer. Jake Loomis is our studio engineer. Amar Lal makes this episode. Thank you to Maria Bamford for bringing us into the fable of farm cake. We had a blast and hope you did too. Next week, last year, John finally convinced his mother-in-law to let him host Thanksgiving, and it went amazingly. But now, he's become a victim of his own success. Can we help him make a perfecter Thanksgiving meal? If we do things right this year, (laughs) people are going to be weeping at the end of the meal. Like, it's going to be just so good, they're going to be overcome with emotion. Why didn't both of our dads like raisins so much? I Maybe it was a sort of like a treat in the 19th century. He, my dad was born in the 40s, but, but <laughs> like it was like it's like the orange with the peppermint stick in it where mm. you're like, is this a luxury? Like <laughs> something that on the Titanic that they <laughs> served in a ramekin. They both only remember it. <laughs> Here at Dinner SOS, we love tackling your kitchen issues. But what if I told you there's a way to rescue dinner before it turns into an emergency? With expert insights from the test kitchen, cooking and entertaining tips, and a treasury of over 50,000 recipes, Bon Appetit and Epicurious are your lifelines to rescue any meal. And right now, our listeners can get 20% off an annual digital subscription including access to the user-friendly Epicurious app. Just use code SOS20 at bonappetit.com. That's SOS20 for a 20% discount on an annual digital subscription to Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Happy cooking. And don't worry, I'll still be here if your dinner plan self-destructs. <laughs>